This is Ready Comic Troll, and I am your favorite face of cyberspace, Anthony. Sadly, this is going to be a solo podcast, as I have some unfortunate news, if you haven't already figured it out. Sorry for not giving the usual intro, but it's been so long, and I refuse to listen to my own voice, so I haven't listened to one of the previous episodes to try and remember how that goes. As a matter of fact, looking back on it, the last posted episode was on December 26, 2019, but realistically, that was recorded a few months before. I just had to play a little bit of catch-up. But that does bring us to episode 80, and I'm going to go ahead and call it Where Are They Now? Because as loyal listeners, or even somebody who might be catching on to this for the first time, I kind of feel like it's a good idea to give you all closure. And I guess this is kind of cathartic in itself for me as well. But yes, so what happened to Ready Comics Roll and its founders and its members? Well, as much as I'd like to say COVID is what happened to us, like I said before, uh, things kind of fell apart before then. Thankfully, we're all still friends, and it wasn't due to any kind of disagreements or anything else like that. Simply, just life kind of got in the way. It came to a point where I was just spending so much time trying to produce new content for our YouTube channel, and also just the time it took for us to come together, working around each other's schedules to record, and even the process of me editing these podcasts and getting them posted up, it sapped away what little free time all three of us really had. And it came to a point where we weren't even really able to have much of a social life. We couldn't even really hang out with each other outside of doing the podcast. So we spoke to the rest of the crew, and they were all kind of in the same boat. Everybody kind of went their separate ways, but I was able to assume absolute control of Ready Comics' role. But running this as a solo act is infinitely more difficult, because I don't have at least some of the help that I had previously from the other founders and members, And on top of that, I mean, other people have said many times over, and I fully agree with it, that I work best when I'm bouncing off of other people. So I did what I could to try and keep things afloat. We had an awesome partnership with But Why Though Podcast for a while, but even that partnership felt like it was more working in our favor, and I really don't like taking advantage of other people. So I, of course, told them they were more than welcome to remove us from their website because we weren't really producing any additional content. And then, of course, as everybody knows, COVID did hit. So even if we were to stick together, that would have just thrown a huge monkey wrench into the middle of everything as well. I mean, yes, there's a chance that we could have done it remotely. I am tech-savvy enough, and I'm pretty sure I would have been able to figure it out. But it was a very chaotic and uncertain time back then. I mean, for myself, I work IT, and when COVID first hit and everybody was sent home and the quarantine first started out, I really didn't get the luxury of working from home like a lot of other people. I was part of those essential workers, and I, if I was lucky, like the first few weeks, I was able to stay home like a day or two. But I saw myself frequently having to go into the office at my job's request, which was concerning to me because... I'm not going to get into the whole political debate about the impact of COVID, but my mom does have COPD, which is a respiratory issue. So although the fatality rate may be low for COVID, if she were to catch it, that would be pretty much a death sentence. And I'm not going to have that over my head. I'm already down one parent. I wasn't about to be down two. I mean, I didn't want to take chances trying to catch COVID myself either or be the person that gives it to others. I will say that I'm at least fortunate enough to still have a job during that time and even to this day, but it still wasn't all bubble gums and rainbows. One of the good things that did come out of COVID though was kind of an awakening. Growing up, I always loved to tell stories. I mean, that's part of the reason why we do this podcast in the first place is to go and share our tales. And I would often notice how enthralled and entertained people would be when telling such stories or coming up with my own or even just retelling movies that I've seen. No, don't get me wrong. I I do enjoy tech. It's still the career that I've gone through. 
I've actually recently received my associate's degree in network administration as well as several IT-related technical certificates. So, I mean, I know a thing or two about it, and it does bring me some level of joy. But COVID, and I think this is true of everybody, gave me a chance to really kind of reflect. And I've come to realize that I always wanted to get more into writing, taking these ideas, taking these stories, and creating something for people to enjoy, either in the form of books or even movies. So I kind of got into filmmaking, but I'll get into that more a little bit later. After all, the title of this episode is Where Are They Now? And Ready Comics' role was originally more than just myself. We'll start off with Mike. Mike moved not long after Ready Comics' role disbanded, but my memory is a little bit fuzzy. I can't remember if he moved before or after COVID was in full swing. He tried to come down a few times as restrictions were slowly lifted and it became slightly more safe to go out and be around other people. But the problem is, he would always tell us at the absolute last moment, and John and I would always end up giving him crap for it because... More than half the time he'd show up, it'd be during the week, and John and I were still working. There was a few times, though, that he had the good sense to let us know a little bit further ahead of time, and he had to show up on a weekend, so we were able to hang out. You know, social distancing and masks, of course, because we're not fools. And then he went off and had a second kid. But other than that, I'm happy to report that he's doing well. He's in a new place, and his family's thriving. As for John, he continued to expand on his experience as an accountant. No, not, not that kind. Like an actual financial accountant. Climbing further up the nonprofit corporate ladder, seizing more power and influence, just as he's always wanted. On top of that, he's recently become an uncle. Now, before COVID hit, he was able to travel around a little bit and got some really nice footage and pictures with his GoPro. That originally was something he wanted to pursue, but of course, again, a global pandemic had other plans. He also started a new channel, Select Cheer Start, with a mutual friend of ours, Jeff. And I usually don't watch Let's Plays, even ones from friends, but I have to say, they're, they're quite entertaining. Their whole shtick revolves around gaming while binging booze. As for me, there haven't been any immediate major changes in my life, but I definitely set many things in motion. As I said before, I really got into writing and had a huge interest in filmmaking. Now, you've seen Delgado from Geekvised and Pat from We Seen It on this channel a few times before, and they've also both been on the podcast. So, of course, we kept in touch and bounced around a lot of ideas off of one another. Other than some of the other smaller producer gigs that I've done during this time, thanks to Delgado, I got a lot more experience even working on some music videos that he had me get involved in. So after kicking around a lot of ideas with my now good friend GC, we came up with a horror film idea that was kind of a compromise between both of our visions. Just a quick little backstory, I first spoke to and in a sense met GC back when he's in the process of coming up with Static Aftershock, a really awesome fan film that he's been working on for years that I fully believe in and wanted to help him realize. We ended up becoming fast friends, he knew I was a horror fan, so he approached me because he really wanted to work along with me to come up with a really awesome horror film. So his original idea was to make something that was just a flat out, suspenseful, scary slasher. And then on the other hand, I wanted to make something that was a little bit more tongue-in-cheek, that explored the tropes of horror and even kind of poked fun of it. And that's how How to Survive a Horror Film was born. It is the culmination, some might even consider it an abomination, of both of our ideas into a slasher horror film that does play around with a lot of the classic horror movie tropes and does poke a little bit of fun at the horror genre in general. Although it is mostly a serious, suspenseful, and hopefully creepy to some horror film, I was able to slide in some camp and just a little bit of humor, but not enough to where it would really interfere with the overall feel of the film. So GC and I kicked around some ideas for the main plot of the story. He definitely helped me out a lot with the characters. I'm not really great with coming up with the names. And he really took the concept of taking characters that were meant to really play off of some of these tropes and went wild with it. 
So I wrote up a script, pitched it to Delgado, roped poor Pat into it, and even managed to drag John down into my madness. And we got to work. We immediately jumped into auditions via Zoom, and there were a lot of talented people that came out of the woodworks to volunteer to be part of this film, despite knowing that nobody was getting paid, not even ourselves. It's just nice to know there's so many passionate people out there, that either just for the craft of acting, or that like horror, or both. Only one role was really predetermined, as GC wrote Jason for himself and is also an actor, so of course he was going to take that role and I didn't mind giving it to him. I mean, chances are if we did hold auditions, he'd probably still get the role anyways because he's just that good. But eventually we got our cast, we found a location, we went over safety concerns, made sure we adhered to them at all times, and what's really cool is one of our actors, Allison, her dad actually gave up his home for us to use as one of the locations, which just really blew my mind and was super generous of him. Because let me tell you, trying to find the cabin in the woods in South Florida is not easy. And even then, most of the locations we were looking at tried to charge us an arm and a leg. Because the second you mention filming, they think you have a big budget to work with. That's not always the case. Even when Delgado helped me learn from that mistake and made sure that I said student film, they're still trying to charge crazy prices for some of these areas. But anyways, it was an experience, both good and bad. The first day was 17 hours. Of course, the cast did have the opportunity to take breaks in between, and there was, of course, lunch and dinner that was provided, but it was still brutal. Cool little fun fact, we all drove up to the location on Friday the 13th. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get all the footage that we needed that weekend, and we did have to go back. But due to scheduling conflicts and other issues that just kept popping up, it took us well over half of a year to come back together again to continue filming. As it stands right now, we're about 90% done. There's really only two smaller scenes to record before I can dive right into the editing. And oh boy, am I looking forward to that. That was sarcasm for anybody who didn't catch on, just in case. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like editing to some degree. After all, I'm the person that did it for the podcast as well as the YouTube channel for quite a while. So I am familiar with it and have done it several times over. But this is a much grander scale. And I could already foresee the headache of some of the things that I'm going to run into. But overall, it was a wonderful experience. And we all kind of became almost like a second family. When I do have a final cut, you can all view it for free on the Ready Comics Roll YouTube channel, so if you're not subscribed, I would definitely recommend doing so. So that way, when the film drops, you'll be the first to know. But when not coming up with other potential ideas for novels or screenplays, I did try my best to keep the YouTube channel going. Unfortunately, as many of you all can see just by going to the channel, our viewership dropped hardcore. The algorithm that YouTube has just really stopped pushing any kind of content I was creating. And it became very frustrating and even just downright depressing at sometimes because it felt like the production value has actually come a long way from when Ready Comics Roll started. But yet many of the more recent videos were barely able to break a hundred views and if we're lucky, maybe a thousand. And don't get me wrong, I'm more than thankful to have anything over even a single view. But when you have 14,000 subscribers, it just, it just really seems odd. It seems like just YouTube doesn't want anybody to watch your content, not even the people that are subscribed to you. That being said, the before-mentioned life didn't exactly give me a lot of time to continue coming up with new content, produce it, and post it up there. I mean, my son was in kindergarten when COVID first hit, so this is the first time schools ever had to do any kind of remote learning. So that was a huge transition for many people. And that brings us to TikTok. Yeah, I know. It's considered cringeworthy to many individuals, and I was against TikTok for the longest time as well. But the one thing I'll give TikTok is it's very easy to create content for, especially with somebody with a limited amount of free time like me. Considering the content was capped at one minute videos, it wasn't difficult to take the time to come up with ideas and record them to post them up for the masses. 
I'd actually did really well at first. I managed to get up to 12,000 followers within my first month of joining. That success, I would say, is equal parts recycling old YouTube content, posting it onto TikTok, which is funny because I had a few people claim that I was stealing content from the Ready Comics Roll channel, not realizing that I was Ready Comics Roll, but then also some of the original content I produced for TikTok. And that is the platform that I'm currently creating the most content for, for at least for now. I was never really big on social media, so in regards to like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all that, with Ready Comics Roll not being as much of a priority anymore as a group, kind of really just fell off. But as it stands right now, my wife and I have been saving for several years, and we're currently in the process of house hunting. As much as I'd like to get the hell out of Dodge and leave Florida, my wife made the very good point of us leaving too many friends and family behind. Not only that, but I'd hate to start from scratch in a completely new location all alone, especially after coming so far and what's potentially on the horizon. But I think I've rambled on enough. So at least now all you wonderful rollers know what happened to Ready Comics Roll. I wish I could have shared more info about Mike and John's fate, or even better, have them be on for old time's sake for them to dive more into what's going on with them themselves. But like I said from the beginning, issues with scheduling in life and kind of why we disbanded in the first place kind of just gets in the way. So I will say it was certainly fun while it lasted, and who knows, maybe down the line, either a few months or maybe in a few years, something new will rise from its ashes. In the meantime, I appreciate all of you that have supported us for this long, and hope that you all continue to enjoy the content that I do try to put up on both our YouTube and TikTok channels. And the time has come for me to roll out. I'm Anthony, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen, and until next time.